everyone. Welcome to the latest Chatting About Chan. I'm one of your hosts, Ethan, and I'm also with my co-host... Mason. Mason. And today we are talking about the killer meteors. No, it's not about asteroids that kill people. You can want to see that, you can watch Armageddon or Deep Impact. Bad joke. Two great ba- films. Bad joke. Yeah, great. I personally prefer Deep Impact over Armageddon. Those uh, The songs came on the radio today. What was that? The Aerosmith. The Aerosmith song. How does it go? I can't believe I'm... Re- <laughs> I don't want to close my eyes. Follow you because I miss you, babe. That, movie's ama- that movie is not amazing. Sorry. That so- song is amazing. Movie was very boring. Deep Impact <laughs> was fantastic. I remember, like, I saw Deep Impact and I said, I want to go see it again. I was like eight years old. What kind of I get the two confused, so I can't remember which. Deep Impact was with Elijah Wood and his pregnant girlfriend at the end. They like they they outraced the tsunami <laughs> on the motorcycle. That's why Deep Impact was better because the asteroid actually hits Earth, whereas in Armageddon it they split. That's Bruce split. Willis though, right? Yeah, they gotta they go like blow up the moon. Yeah, remember their oil, the their oil, their oil drillers, <laughs> and they became astronauts in a week. And then they had to drill a nuclear bomb into the asteroid and they blew it up. And then he sacrificed himself because the trigger was broken or something. Steve Buscemi was in it. Michael Clark Duncan, Ben Affleck, uh, Owen Wilson, Billy Bob Thornton. (laughs) And then they blew it up, I think, and split in two and it, like, went around the earth. Whereas in Deep Impact, it actually... Hit and it was, it's really emotional. Devastating. Yeah. Tay, T, T, Leone. You know who I'm talking about? The blonde lady? Tay, T E A with an apostrophe. Uh, she's standing on the shore with her dad. Like, she just gave in. Like, I would have at least tried to survive. I don't know. She didn't even try. I don't know what else you can do. Well, think about it. Like, I would have gone to find a bunker or something. She just gave in. She was probably in her 30s. Where would you first, where would you go to find a bunker? If you Um, need to to find a bunker right now, where would you do? I feel like I just would have, they had, they knew, but, no, 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 they had, bunkers near me. (laughs) But they had heads up that this was going to happen. I would have at least had a plan. And she, she's 30. She's still got a whole life to live. Or maybe she just figured there was no escape. I don't know. I just found that very depressing. And she's she's standing on the on the edge of the ocean with her dad hugging, and then the wave comes. And I I remember when I came out when I was a kid. I tried to think about. I was like, oh, they're so stupid. I would just dove into the wave. <laughs> yeah, <they're> like right. <laughs> when you're a kid, you can do that thing where you go under. Yeah, the yeah. I was like, oh, that's what I would have done. It's going at you like a hundred miles per hour. <laughs> I was like, it's just like a thousand stories tall. I was like, I would have just swum into the ocean and like been absorbed by the wave, but I don't think that would have happened. I don't think it would have, it would have worked. That way. <laughs> I just remember, I, and what else do I remember? Yeah, what's his name? Elijah Wood and that girl. They get, they they're on a motorbike and they race through all the cars and then they escape the tsunami because they ride up some hills and the, it just kind of like dies out. But yeah, it was it was an emotional movie because people died and there were consequences and like. It, I just remember. I remember that film pretty vividly. Actually, I've only Did it come out after Armageddon. I like the same. On like no, it came out before. Armageddon came out later, and it was like ants and bugs life all over again. <laughs> <laughs> like say, and the new Jungle Book movie. We had the Jungle Book John Favreau Disney one that came out two years ago, and then we have the new one coming out in two weeks on Netflix called Mowgli. A Jungle Book story or something. Which that is, could be better. It looks awful. Have you seen the trailer? Well, I'm just saying it could be better. The other one wasn't any good. It was boring. The other one was, it lacked, it felt really hollow, but people loved it. It felt super hollow. But um, 
I just don't see how you can make two Jungle Book movies with the same approach and have the stories be that much different. Apparently this one's darker. It's the exact same story, more or less, same animals. I just don't see how you could make two versions without them being too too similar, if that makes sense. We'll see, I guess. You're, oh, you're, you are going to watch it on Netflix? I hope not, but it might I happen. am. Out of curiosity. I'm a film, I'm a film buff. Got to keep up to date. I'm like, a, I'm like a historian that nobody listens to. <laughs> if I don't watch every film, some films aren't worth seeing. You know, Mowgli might be one of them. That's funny you mentioned that. I know we're going on a rant, guys. I'm really sorry, <laughs> but that's funny. so that now that AMC has AMC A list, you pay twenty dollars a month to see, I think three movies a week, and one a ticket costs like almost fifteen dollars now. So now my friends are going to see all these movies that they would never have seen. How and much I, is the A list treatment? Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks a month. Yeah. And so I'm like, guys, I'm sorry, but you're that's you can go ti- once a week. It's still a good, better deal. But that's <laughs> time. I'm not gonna waste. I'll, I'm not gonna. They're like going to see Jurassic World and really bad. Like the girl, with the dragon tattoo sequel, which looked terrible. I'm like, dude, you would not have paid to see that if you didn't have a list. Yeah, but it looks good. So might as well go see. I'm like, no, because like, that's time you're wasting. You're right. So now people are now box office numbers are gonna become inflated because people are going to see bad movies just because they can. Like, oh, it doesn't look horrible, but it doesn't look great. It doesn't look it's like, we'll go. Yeah, so to me, I'm like, no, that's just my time gone. I wouldn't have gone to see it in the first place. If I had A-list, if I'm being honest, I'd probably go twice a month because there's nothing in the mainstream that really catches my eye anymore where I'm just running to go see it. I'm usually going to the, I don't want to call it art house, but just like the theaters that play the non-super mainstream movies. I'd probably go into once a week. Dude, what are you going to see that's coming out once a week? I don't know. Especially in the in like January, February, March. I don't know. I'm just saying, in theory, if I had so it. he saw three. he saw three movies in one week. He saw, my friend, he saw um, Dragon Tattoo and that Overlord in the same day. Did he like it? He liked Overlord a lot. Oh, Dragon man, Tattoo was so mediocre. Of course. And then he and I saw Suspiria the next day. But, um, yeah, he, oh, he's... He saw that movie, Bad Times at El Royale. I wanted to see that, but he's like, I just he's there all the in the summer. He was seeing, he saw all those trash movies, <laughs> Jurassic World, and uh, and he his report was always, oh, it's not that bad, My, because your expectations are so low that you're gonna enjoy it now. You're just like because oh. you're getting essentially a free movie. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> all right, let's get on to the show. So uh, for this week's episode, we watched The Killer Meteors. Now. Um, it it came out in 1976. Yes. And let's just start off right away, guys, and be straight with you. Um, Jackie Chan played a bad guy in this movie, so which is I think one of all the only two times that ever happened. And what, outside of Police Woman. Yeah, Police Woman. The other one we that we watched where he played the gangster, the 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 thug to the gangster. Yeah. So he played a bad, like a very. Tra- it was cool because so. All right, let me explain the plot. And guys, I'm trying to get Good better. Luck. I'm trying to get better at. I listen to other podcasts. <laughs> I listen to other podcasts, and I try and I hate it when they go literally beat by beat. I just get so bored. I'm just like, I just forget this. I'm going. I'm going to go do something else. All right. So, but but having said that, this movie's plot is so convoluted. I'm going to do my best. So, it's a period piece. It's a wuxia epic. If you don't know what wuxia is, it's like uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, except with stillier costumes in this movie, and it's a lot of wire work. So basically, it takes place in. 
like an alternate reality. You know, it's historical China, but people have some superpowers and they can fly around and do all sorts of crazy stuff. Are they gods or demigods or something? It's not clear. So that's the first problem off the bat with this movie is that we are introduced to three different people trying to steal some pearl, a pearl. And all of them clearly have different powers and they're demigods. But it's not established how they exist and that they coexist amongst humans and who's a human and who's not a human. These guys each have one separate powers. I can't remember off the top of my and head. It's not like done in a cool way. No. Where it's like, oh, some people are secretly guys. It's just like not made clear ever. What, this guy's like, just like, what's going this on? Just, one guy's like, I can make this rock move and like hits it. He's a skinny dude and he breaks the rock in half. And another guy can, I can't remember. He's like, he was the mischief one. He, he He's known as a thief. Anyways, it's like his so, power is not being able to not steal. <laughs> yeah. So the movie opens up with these three characters stealing a pearl. And then it cuts to one of them d- delivering the pearl. There, it, it's um, a man taking a nap on a rock in the middle of the countryside. And like a bu- they establish that this man is important by showing several people come up and be like, oh, thank you so much. Like, I couldn't have done this without you. One dude <laughs> comes up, slices his fingers off and walks away. No explanation. This person sitting on the rock is the killer meteor of the title. Even though, no, but that's no, it's not. It, I I reround it and it said meteor. So oh, killer weapon. No, that's what they're not. It's not clear of his weapon. All right, let's get on. They keep referring to him as a killer meteor, but the title is meteors plural. Anyways, the guy on the rock is a killer meteor, and this person comes up to him. And he's like, "Hey, um, will you come with me?" I forget why. He's like, "Oh, you're the great lightning master, lightning lord, light sword, light, lightning sword," and it's like he's like, "Yeah, that's me." And so they go to a restaurant to hang out. I forget what the reason was. Oh, well, so for he recruits Killer Meteors because Killer Meteor has like a secret weapon. Yes. In this box that everyone comes up and sometimes they're like, oh, like Show some guys me. peek in the box. Like is there, you don't get to see what's in the box. No. And, and so, but it's like apparently some ultra weapon. And it's established that every fight he's ever gotten into, he's never lost. Yes, right? so, so kill- he's kind of bored right. because he can never find a worthy foe. That's right. right. So he says, "I just kill everybody," and he's like, "Well, you got to fight like 499 people." He's like, "I'll just kill them all." So basically, Kill Meteor looks. He's like sitting on this rock, board, like with a hat over his head, eyes, legs crisscrossed, and this guy comes up and he, I guess I can't remember exactly. He's like, "I have a opportunity for you to do something." He's like, "I know this really bad, like really horrible guy that you got to meet." Yeah. Like, so He's they, super evil when you got to meet him. I, I don't really. By the way, so make any so sense. yeah. So so far we have Killer Meteor, and the other thing you need to know about Killer Meteor is that he kills everybody. He hasn't lost a battle, and he has a secret weapon that everyone talks about. And the secret weapon's in like a baseball bag he carries around. You know, you don't see the weapon until the very end of the movie, but they talk about it. So he goes to a restaurant with this guy, and then the guy goes, "Hey, listen." He's like. I'm the great lightning lord, but I have a master. He's like, oh, you got a master? He's like, yeah, this guy I work for, you should come. Let's go to his place and meet him. They go he's to like, it. He's like, but he's a super evil guy, right? No, what, hold on. But so, he, he warns him about that before they even Does go. he? Yeah. Oh. Anyways, they go to his place, and it turns out it's Jackie Chan. And Jackie Chan, I got to give him credit, man. He did a good job acting he's in this villain. movie. So he's like a classic martial arts villain. It was like, a classic martial arts villain. He, he's known as the Sitting Im- on a throne. He's sitting on a throne, but he's slumped over. He's known as the immortal. And the dude, so Killer Meteor shows up. He's like, hey, what's up? And this guy's like, hey, Killer Meteor, like, I know who you are. You have a reputation. Jackie is pale and looks sickly because he said that his, Jackie Chan says, my wife, <laughs> she she poisoned me. But, and there's like a, basically he goes, my wife 
poison me, but she won't kill me because she needs my wealth and my, and my reputation. And um, the only cure for this po- poison's in a chest that she guards in a cave. And I need. And he says, "Killer Meteor, I need you to get the medicine for me to to cure myself." And Killer Meteor's like, "All right, sure." And then Jackie, uh, he's sick. And then he goes, "I have a surprise for you." And then he jumps up and has like a ten minute fight with Killer Meteor. And then he traps Killer Meteor. And then Jackie goes away. And then Killer Meteor is in custody. And then an old man shows up. And he's like, hey, I heard you're a good investigator. I need you to investigate something. For- this movie makes no sense, everybody. I'm sorry if I'm not this making sense. Yeah, this, this is how it goes. This is how it goes. This old man goes, I need you to investigate something for me. And Killer Meteor goes, okay. Old man gets Killer Meteor out of jail. And then Killer Meteor. Oh, visited by a beautiful woman. Yeah, right? oh, I don't want to get into that because that, again, I'm just going to confuse people even more. A beautiful woman shows up out of nowhere in the jail cell. He goes, how are you? He goes, Killer Meteor says, what are you doing here? She goes, just love me. Stop talking. Just love me. And then, like, they sleep together, I guess. She then, buys, like, a leaf. I, I took a picture oh, of Oh, yeah, she's, yeah. She, it, was a, it was wheat. She has a leaf in it was her a, mouth. No, it was a stalk of wheat. Why? Because she, Is that symbol, symbolic of something that I'm like, no, she's a just a, she's just a farm girl who loves wheat. So he wakes up in the morning, she's gone, and he gets released from custody, and he he has to go find somebody who can get him to Jackie Chan's wife. And basically at this point, Killer Meteor is like a um, he's like a Sherlock Holmes type figure. He's just constantly deducing stuff. And he's just like, oh, you know, blah blah blah, this and this. By the way, I forgot to mention. <laughs> The wife has four famous bodyguards who get their own sequence. He's like, here, I wrote down. So Jackie Jackie Chan says, oh, man, these guys, you got to watch out for these guys, Killer Meteor. Oh, by the way, he wants Meteor to get the drug and then kill the wife. I forgot to mention that. So she has four bodyguards that guard the drug. They all have powers. I didn't catch the first one, but the, the, um, the third one knows voodoo. The fourth is called Devil Monk, and he's cunning. And then, oh, maybe that's what I was laughing about. Was they all go? They all have superpowers, and he and then he goes the fourth one, Devil Monk, cunning. Like what? That's it, cunning. What's his power? He doesn't have a power. So <laughs> it's being cunning. so. These guys are built up. She has these four bodyguards. Cut to Killer Meteor meets up with a lady, and he goes, "Hey, lady!" Or she tries to kidnap him, but he tricks her, and then he's like. Hey, lady, she goes, what do you want oh, yeah, with they, him? They, yeah, they, they kidnap the homeless person. He puts a homeless person in a bag, and they uh, take that bag. The whole movie makes no sense. <laughs> the so, in the bag, but then they open it, and it's like, he shows up to the late homeless guy? I he, thought you yeah. were a killer meteor. And, and then, then killer meteor He jumps out of the grass and beats up, like, four women, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then she goes, oh, you're good, but you have to be my slave. And he's like, okay, well, you got to get me to Jackie Chan's wife. And she's like, yeah, I can do that, but you have to be my slave. And then she goes, let's go to the restaurant. And he goes, what restaurant? She goes, follow me. And then they go to the restaurant, and this is the part that was so perplexing. They go to the restaurant, and the four bodyguards, after being built up, are at this restaurant on their day off. After complaining to Jackie Chan's wife, like, if we take a day off, can't someone come steal the medicine, the drug? And she's like, don't worry about that. Like, if you're not worried about that, why'd you hire them in the first place? So he's at the restaurant, and the four bodyguards are there enjoying their meal. And Killer Meteor kills them all like that. Like, he kills the No, sorry, except for Devil Monk. Because he goes, he's not a devil. Oh, yeah, he goes, that's not, the woman's like, I like devils. He's like, you like devils? That means you like dead people. And then he kills one of them. And he goes, no, you like this guy? He's dead. So Killer Meteor kills three of the bodyguards very quickly. So, like, 
All that build up. The big conflict is. All that build up, no payoff. After he kills him, he he takes Devil Monk and. God, this movie's so just laborious. And then I guess he goes back to, to the hideout. To where the wife is. And yeah, he goes to, is, right, yeah, he is, goes into medicine. And then his his buddies show up. The guys me, from the beginning. The, the, the three guys. guys we talked about in the beginning show up, and they have a big fight. And um, Kilometer gets the medicine, but then oh, this, the thing about the medicine is that it decomposes your skin or something. Something does. No, no, they they get the chest which contains the medicine. Right. And they bring the chest back to Jackie. No, no, you're forgetting the part where she kills herself. Oh yeah, yeah. She, why does she kill herself? She dies. Why? I don't because they like, they got the medicine. She thinks that he's gonna kill her. That Jackie Chan will kill her. So he she drinks the medicine to kill. Yeah, she, yeah, she decomposes. And um, then they bring the chest to Jackie. Uh, this is the part I remember very well because it was so weird. So he like opens the chest and then there's like this bottle, and he like he almost drinks it and then he smells it and he's like, "Oh, it's got poison no, it's in poison. it." Poison, and he like pours it away, and he's like, "There's a secret comp- there's a secret compartment in the chest." So they go through this whole thing where it's like a puzzle box. He gets it open. There's another identical bottle. He drinks it. It's also poisoned. <laughs> well, do you think it's poisoned? So then. Jackie dies. I'm using air quotations here. And then the place, the palace gets set on fire. That old man that I talked about earlier that got Killer Meteor out of jail shows up again. And he was like, oh, you solved the puzzle. He's like, case closed. He's like, case closed. Inspector. Inspector. And that's why I'm like, this movie is just a weird mystery except where they tell you everything. This This whole movie is just exposition. There is no, it's, there's, there is action. But literally, the movie is just plot. It's just plot. There is no acting, really. It's just people spewing dialogue of a bizarre, convoluted plot, overly complex. I don't see how anybody could have found this entertaining. So I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Every fight that uh, Killer Meteor has been in... Like, the, the enemies are always like, hey, you're going to have to use your weapon this time. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. He oh, never not. does. And he kicks their ass. And <laughs> yeah. Kills them usually. So, never uses his weapon. The old, I can't, uh, Mason, I can't remember what happens. So then the old man is like, I'm going to kill you now to kill our meteor. I can't remember why. So then there's another big fight, and Killer Meteor kills the old man. So Killer Pretty, Meteor has killed he, almost every character. But does point. he, oh, he killed him with the... Killer Meteor, right? Yeah. So that's the best part, where finally Killer Meteor takes his weapon out of the bag, and it's this awesome. Um, imagine it's like a it's like a dumbbell. What do you call it? Wait, mace. It's like uh, imagine a mace barbell, but imagine a barbell, but on either ends are spiky balls. And I was like, oh, shit's about to get real. This is going to be awesome. And then Killmeter like presses a button, and it, the ball launches off of the st- of the rod into the dude's chest and explodes. <laughs> it was insane. It was, awesome. it was amazing. It was I was like, great explosion. And I was just like, that's awesome. End of the movie. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to bed happy. And then Jackie Chan shows up, and he's like, ha-ha, like, you killed everyone's dead. You solved the case. And then they have to re-explain why Jackie Chan is alive. And Jackie Chan was like, "I because oh guys, I forgot to tell you, all that the 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 drug stuff that there was the real drug was still in the cave." 
And Killer Meteor went back after Jackie Chan fake died to get the real drug from the cave. And Jackie was like, I knew the real drug was there, so I faked my death. And he goes, now I've had everyone has killed each other, and you're still left alive. And Killer Meteor goes, why didn't you kill me? He goes, oh, because I wanted you to see what was he. So it made no sense. He's like, why didn't you kill me earlier? And Jackie Chan's like, oh, because um, everyone else is dead, and I wanted you to see this. But now that you know, I have to kill you. And so then it cuts to the best part of the movie where imagine like a uh, American gladiator style thing where it's um, – imagine a cer- like an arena and sticking out of the ground are all these swords but also little platforms for you to run around without stepping on the swords. Yeah, these small wooden like basically planks that they're right. walking on so, over top of like – of sword pit, right? Yeah. So Killer Meteor and Jackie Chan have this pretty neat fight over the sword pit. And then, of course, I don't know why Killer Meteor didn't just use it in the first place. He uses his – oh, yeah, because Jackie Chan thought he could only use it once. So then Killer Meteor uses it again. It's the best. Jackie Chan falls off one of the planks. I don't think he fell on a sword, but he's on the ground. He goes, ha, you can't use your secret weapon because you already used it once. And then Killer Meteor launches the other side of the barbell. And it's so bizarre. It launches like a firework out into space and then does like an an arch and comes back at the camera and then <laughs> lands in Jackie Chan's chest, blows up literally the end of the movie. Well, not the end because he gets reunited with that girl he slept with earlier. But um, that it was, was the girl. No, it was the other woman that it was. Oh, the ass of all the really? Oh, yeah. it was the contact. Yeah. Oh, well, the guy, the one that was like, you got to be my slave now. The lightning master, the lightning sword master is like, oh, yo, you you should go fall in love with her and live happily ever after. And then the movie ends. Anyways, the funny thing sorry, is, like, I'm really like we're idiots. It I'm like really sorry that if you're still listening to this, God bless your soul. But um, that was the movie. Long story short, Jackie Chan played a villain in a this weird, like, Sherlock Holmes ripoff wuxia movie, and uh, he did a good job. Like, he was kind of – he had, like, a – he was very menacing in his look, and I, it was definitely probably his weakest martial arts so far in his filmography because I think they were using wires, so his – um, movement wasn't very fluid, felt very stiff, and every time they cut to a wide shot, it looked super silly because they're in these outrageous outfits and they were just moving unnaturally. But the close-up looked fine, but his his heart just wasn't in the it fighting. It reminds me of, I thought, I think this happened in Police Woman too, where like no, the rest of the fights of the movie looked like really cheesy. And then you could tell Jackie Chan had some skill. So, like, yeah. it just all the fight scenes with Jackie just well, like, looked way better than the rest. There was obviously they're trying to hide some of the skills in this movie with camera movements. Like, they are cutting whenever ever somebody jumped. But some of the dudes knew, had like basic acrobatic skills. I don't know if I call them fighting skills. Jackie's, I, I wouldn't say he stood out in particular to me, to be honest. But the, the, the martial arts in this movie was very mediocre. I'd give it like a three or four out of 10 on the martial arts scale. It just wasn't. There, I, I, I watched the whole movie. I was able to pay attention because it was just too bizarre. But um, again, Jackie, if you're listening, I want to talk to you about this movie. <laughs> like, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, so that was Killer Meteors. Like, there's that, no way you could summarize the plot of any no, movies in no. less than five minutes. No, I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> it's going to get easier, I, I promise. So, but, what was um, your favorite stunt? 
I mean, it has to be the it has to be the the weapon. When the star came down, or whatever. yes, it was awesome. That was amazing. I like. I kind of liked. I mean, it wasn't a stunt, but I kind of liked when he opened the compartment and there was another bottle that looked the same. As Dude, the I don't even remember that part. <laughs> I mean, I watched. Just off. No, I watched the whole movie. There's just so much happening. There is so much happening in this movie that I could not keep track. And the thing is, like, like I said, it sounds like we're just idiots, but like. No, like none of the characters have like a name that's said more than once, <sighs> and they all are kind of dressed the same and, and act very similar. So like, and, never, and, the, and the world never learn the world the wasn't the established. Like you just have to assume everyone is some kind of master. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. It was just too weird. I, I don't know if I was missing something. And they don't explain why they were stealing the pearl in the beginning of the movie. They don't explain who the three dudes in the beginning of the movie well, were. Like the part and, where the guy was like. He crushes the pearl, and he's like, "No problem. I got like, I got oh yeah, I got, like, a whole box of them." Yeah. <laughs> Why did that dude cut his fingers off? I he was it was penance for something wrong that he did, yeah. I think. But yeah, yeah, it was a very odd movie, B- bizarre movie. I, I think you know, like. Um, but I'm glad Jackie was taking risk. Like again, going back to Jackie, this is fascinating because he. All the movies Mason and I know him for, he is Jackie Chan. Like he very, he has his own. He's playing his on-screen persona, and in these movies we've been watching, he has been playing legit. I want to call them legit, but roles that have characteristics that are not tailored for Jackie by by any means. Yeah, so it's really fun to watch that and see him try new things and kind of. He hasn't found his niche yet. The closest we've we've seen so far is the Five Fingers of Death. Where he was kind of doing his little, st- he was veering into stunt territory. But other than that, nothing yet. So what's the next movie, Mason? Oh, the next movie is The Hand of Death. All right. Hand- what year did that come out? 1976 again. Uh, this is the last. Same year, stuck in the I, I was going to say it's the last 76 film, but we've got two more. Two more? Yeah. What are they? We've got uh, The New Fist of Fury. Which Jackie, why'd you make so many movies in one year? New Fist of Fury. That's the remake of the Bruce Lee movie? Re- okay. Remake, a sequel of the Bruce Lee movie. Or, and Bruce, then we got Shaolin Wooden Men. Shaolin Wooden Men? 76? These are all 76. Does Snake and Eagle Shadow come out in 78 or 77? I think it's 77. Yes. So that's the big that's the big breakthrough, right? Yes, it is. Followed by Drunken Master. And then in the autobiography that Mason was so kind to give me, I it was, there was a movie that... Jackie, like, it was his first foray, I think, into producing and kind of he had control over it was a movie called Dragon Lord. I've seen Dragon Lord. I really liked it. And apparently it tanked. It was too over budget. Well, yeah, apparently they, they just, these be wasted like a year and a half. I, I remember it being really good. <laughs> I thought it was all, there's a crazy stunt at the end that I'll save for well, that it's podcast. Kind of, it's kind of the era of him with Sammo Hung, like, hanging out, like, Almost right. like Three Stooges kind of films, right? Um, I think so. Like Lucky Stars and yeah, Wheels there, and those guys. There's a really bizarre stunt that's at the end of the movie. I don't. I, I call it a stunt because it's not like an. It's, it's hard to explain. Do you do you know what I'm talking about? We'll talk about it when we see okay. the film. Yeah, it's crazy. You gotta see it to believe it, kind of thing. So yeah, tune in next week. We're yeah. gonna watch Hand of Death. Hand of Death. Hand of Death. All right, I can't wait. Uh, thank you for tuning in. If you. Uh, are, this is your first time listening. What do you, Are you a fan of Jackie Chan? Let us know in the comments. Are we doing a good job? Is there a Jackie Chan movie that you love? Uh, let us know. And we'd love to hear more from other Jackie Chan heads because it's a... I feel like I feel like it's a lonely world, man. <laughs> I just, I'm talking about Jackie Chan all day. My girlfriend's just like, shut up. I'm like, you don't understand. Jackie would never do that. 
but yeah it's hard it's it's tough so i'm always looking for felt i never thought i would uh be a fellow jackie chan fan like mason oh, seriously the only other jackie chan fan i know is my dad we got to get your dad on the podcast at some point man. yeah he'll be here it's gonna be we gotta get him into the studio the drunken master yeah that's his favorite so the original or the remake that he likes the original yeah then let's do it he's he told me the story about this recently he my father was um he lived in korea for five years in the late 70s to early 80s because he worked in the peace corps and he saw drunken master in theaters and it blew yes. his mind he said and i didn't know this until recently he said he saw it in theaters in korea so that was pretty cool. Definitely bringing him in on that. Yeah, we got to hear that full story. Anyways, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Bye.